Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. If you're looking for help with trying to lose weight, this might be the solution that you're looking for. With a range of products that include shakes, boosters, capsules and more, get started today. All you have to do is add Kirsty on Facebook and send her a Facebook message using the link in the description and get started with the program today. If you would like the ad-free version of this podcast and help support entertainment talk along the way, please simply head over to our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up as a patron, and then sign up under the $1 level tier. This will get you access to all of our podcasts that are ad-free in that month and all of the previous ad-free podcasts that we've done. It's a great way to support entertainment talk and to get your ad-free podcasts. Head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. The link is in the description. Welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast. It is Entertainment Talks podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC and Fox. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today is David. How are you today? I'm all right. How are you? Good. Not too bad. Got a cold, which you may or may not be able to hear, um, (laughs) which I said about on Sunday during our gaming podcast. Um, But apart from that, not too bad. Um, So we're here to discuss the mid-season finale. The show is back on the 26th of February. That's at least the Fox date. The AMC date is the one before. Yeah. Uh, It's episode, season eight, episode eight. How it's gotta be. What did you think of this one? I, I really liked this episode. I thought it was the strongest probably of the season so far. Um, there's a really nice sense of foreboding kind of throughout of it. Right. Uh, I, the, the, I mean, the, I didn't like a hundred percent everything in it. There were, there were issues with certain bits. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I, I like how they, they kept the sort of bombshell reveal right until literally the final moments of the episode. That was quite good. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall I, I thought it did, you know, pretty good job i think okay um so i liked parts of the episode i i think i agree with you on the the status of the episode itself um i'm pretty pretty disappointed in the way that not not just the isn't this isn't me just gonna be oh i'm like disappointed that carl's dead etc it's not the point of that and i i can see some people say oh but they deviate from the comics and stuff i i know i'm aware of that but it's the fact that, like, it's almost Laurie Holden all over again, who, who played Andrea, because um, Chandler was told that he would have another three years on this show. Um, and then, I think two weeks before they went to film this episode, um, which was two weeks before his 18th birthday, um, Chandler's birthday, uh, he he bought his house, which was close to the, close to the set, so that he could uh, go to college and live. So, so that his house, his college, the set, and um, everything else would be within like a good distance, which is a good thing to sort of set up if you're going to be doing all this stuff for a year or two or, ha- or however long he plans to go to college for. Um, and then Scott Gimple just fires him. It's 
basically the same thing that happened with like I said, Laurie Holden, Andrea, she brought her, she was told, um, because this was towards the end of season three, she was told that um, she was going to be on the show until season seven, and she was going to end up with Rick, which is what happens with uh, Andrea in the comics, which of course we've seen that happen, um, but with with Michonne instead, uh, and of course Jess and, and whatnot. So she was she was told that that was going to happen. So she brought a house closer to the, to the set at the end of season three. She was then killed off at the end of season three, and it's just like the same thing again. And just the whole like, there's a lot of problems this year with AMC that have come down to money. The fact that Robert Kirkman has decided to leave AMC because he hasn't been paid his money or he, him and the other producers which yeah. we discussed earlier in the year which led to him rightfully suing them uh which was almost the same thing that happened with frank darabont they said can you do more episodes for the same or less money not 100 percent sure uh he left and decided to sue amc um and i think chandler's dad said something like um i think chandler um deserves some more money or, or something along those lines he gets fired, so it's the case of like, mm. why? And it it brings me back to like, when AMC agreed to do this show, did they know they were going to have the money required? Because it just sounds like they don't. No, but I mean, I I guess first of all, I don't think they realised quite how big it was going to get. I mean, okay. I'm not really defending it. I'm not defending AMC because they are a terrible company. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they probably didn't realise quite how big the show was going to get. In those early days, uh, I mean, how they treated Laurie Holden was appalling. Uh, um, mm-hmm. I mean, that that was pretty dreadful and they've done that to a number of cast members uh the i can't remember the name of the guy the the kid that got killed in the revolving door had had something who hadn't been on the show that long but had something fairly similar how um noah noah yeah Yeah. noah had something fairly similar happen in in the uh, uh in that he basically uprooted his entire life moved to atlanta and then (laughs) got told within a few weeks after that that he was going to be killed off so uh, and they don't give them an awful lot of notice uh i mean i with with chandler i hadn't actually realized because i don't sort of look into a lot of the the background stuff Uh, so i hadn't realized that that's how chandler had ended up going which sucks Mm -hmm. you know that that's annoying um but I mean, AMC have. It's difficult at the moment because AMC have always been a problem when it comes to money. They've, you know, they they always see dollar signs on things. Uh, yeah. And you know, with with this, I don't know. It it seems if they did fire him because of money, that's infuriating. Um, I'm sure Chandler will be fine. He's a fine actor. Oh he's yeah, got already he'll, working he'll, on other yeah, he's things. Yeah, he's already um, signed up to stuff and whatever. Yeah, so uh, he's so now sporting a mullet. So I guess yes. don't try and move closer to the set, or you get <laughs> killed off. <laughs> yeah. Is the message? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it just it's just, it's just a continuous string of events that revolve around like money and people being fired and lawsuits. It just doesn't look good. Like. No, um, no. I mean, I, I, 
I understand there there is a certain part of me that says, well, you know, they aren't making this as a charity. There is, you know, if if they need it to do if they need it to be profitable, they need to do it for a certain amount of money. Right. But they need to find a way of doing that. You know, there is it is show business, not show charity, as I <laughs> said before. So they are they they do need to be able to justify making the show still and it making money back for them. Uh, in AMC's case, though, I think they were making an awful lot of money out of the show and are trying to squeeze even more out of it. So, yeah, um, that's where it becomes a bit more of a problem, you know, because you're sort of killing the golden goose and sort of goose that likes the golden egg or whatever. So right. I, 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 that that seems a bit stupid. But then you have got the entire production staff suing them at the moment which probably doesn't yeah, put them in the best face to sue them and th- this hasn't happened this is this is just my theory it wouldn't surprise me if chandler's dad or mum or parents tried to sue amc or something it wouldn't surprise me if if that's the next thing that happened well yeah it's it's not impossible i yeah. don't know i mean it's uh, it depends what they had written in a contract I mean, if he had a contract that said he was on the show for another three years, that's very different to if they verbally said, you know, you'll be around for another three years. Right. So uh, if it's not on paper, it doesn't mean anything. So, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what it boils down to. Uh, um, but it, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go on, Kate. Um But in terms of Carl, like, it's going to be really weird to not have him around anymore. Um, I thought his death itself was pretty pathetic. Like he just gets bitten on an off course mission because he got he got bitten when he went out with Sadiq. Um, yeah, because there's the particular scene where one zombie crawls on top of him and nobody really noticed it at the time, but that's apparently when he got bitten. Yeah, that certainly seemed to be what they were they were hinting at because they, you know, when Scott Gimble was talking about it, you could see that that appears to be the uh the case because he said yeah. it was on screen and he was worried that people knew mm-hmm. so yeah i mean i don't know um, i th- that actually doesn't bother me so much uh because it's it's not that often we get those sort of deaths where they're, they're more um long drawn out deaths um mm-hmm. of somebody dying from a bite it's we don't get that that often so story-wise that doesn't bother me and i mean i i know he's still around in the comic books and i know that will have upset people right uh, because he is a major character in the comic books uh and this veers quite drastically off from that um then again we've not seen that much of carl this year so far no we haven't. Uh, um... and uh, what what is going to interest me is what they do with Sadiq was the the whole point of that character being there so they could kill off um Carl uh, or are they planning something else with that character I think uh Mr. Gimple is the only man that, that knows yeah. the answer to that question uh but I'll, I'll just because I don't want to like sit here and ramble for like 15 minutes about the problems with AMC and like m- <laughs> yeah. greedy, greedy, being greedy with money and stuff like that um but it just seems that behind the scenes, there's obviously something wrong. Something is not going going right for this stuff, for these string of events to be happening. Um, yeah. So like, and it's and, and it's not a problem with the production as such. It's a problem with the studio. Which, yeah. You know. But. Yeah. And I mean, Gimple 
come out and saying like, oh, don't worry, the the story that Carl's got in the comics, because he's got a heck of a lot of story in the future, we could just like give to somebody else. I was like, um, I, I uh, okay, sort of thing. Well, I mean, they kind of, they do do that on the show. I mean, you know, we've seen Michonne take some of uh, Andrew's story, story, you know, with her being the one getting with Rick. And, you know, so we've we've seen some of that. And, we, you know, so maybe they can. And, it's, and it doesn't exactly follow the comic books either, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason why it should. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, so maybe Gimbal's is taking it in his own direction but not a lot of people seem to be happy about Um, and we don't we don't know whether yeah we don't know whether uh, how much gimbal fought for chandler to stay or whether it was basically a you know a sort of demand of you need to get rid of that kid so yeah i mean i'm I'm putting the blame on gimbal and on amc not just one of them because i assume that they talk to each other so uh because this is also their biggest show. I mean, Breaking Bad was big in that, but it's not been on the air for, like, since 2013. Yeah. Um, so, I, and, I mean, if, if there is any fault of Gimbal, it's actually the fact that they have so many cast members at this point. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you, if you are going to lose someone, you are better, and they're under-utilizing that character on the show, which I think they probably have done with Carl. Mm-hmm then and he's he's being paid quite a lot for not being in as many episodes from a financial point of view then that maybe is a character you get rid of uh i I don't know it just seems like a bit of a weird mess and this yeah uh so i'm just going to read out a couple of things here to to do with with this stuff but um yeah let's go ahead and read it um how it's got to be features the revelation that the character of Carl Grimes was bitten by a walker and will die. Showrunner Scott M. Gimple, I'm not sure what the M is for, but that's irrelevant, <laughs> uh, said that said that of Carl's bite, it is a quote one way ticket, and that will uh, and that Carl will be killed off after one more episode. So he will be in the return episode, the uh, season eight episode nine. Yeah, but that'll be his last episode. Uh, he alluded to the show's next episode following the mid season break. That the bite is quote very important to Carl's story and the entire story um, of what happens in the next episode. Carl's pending death deviates significantly from the comic series, as at the time of airing, both Carl and Rick were still alive in the comic book's uh, published arc. Chandler Riggs said that Gimple felt they needed to make Carl appear as a humanitarian figure in death as to give um, something for Rick to inspire towards. That's not entirely necessary. As to overcome this characterization gap in the comics, I have no idea what that means. Um, Riggs himself only learned of the death during the filming of episode 6, so that's the actual one where he got bitten. So I assume they said, okay, this is the episode where you die, you get bitten here, but we show it in two episodes later. Yeah. Um, so in terms of the characterization in the gap in the comics, I have no idea what that is uh, meaning towards, but that's basically Gimple. Gimple's words of explaining um, what's going to happen to Carl. So, um, yeah, there there we go. Uh, we, mm. we have some other emails about this, so maybe we could talk about it some more at the end, because we still have an actual episode to recap. Yeah. Um, 
Alright, before we get into the recap properly, I just want to do some some housekeeping because there's, there's some important things happening. Um, if you missed it, Amanda came back last week and did her review and sort of top five, five things of Stranger Things Season 2 on Netflix. She did also do the same thing for the first season. Uh, so you can check out both of those and all the other things that she's written. Uh, just go on the um, Amanda Keefe tab for that. This week, me and Robert discussed the the Game Awards hosted by Jeff Keighley, the official like Game of the, Game of the Year awards. Um, and then we discussed the uh, PlayStation experience, the PSX, which is like an, an an entire sort of PlayStation conference thing where they they showed off all their developers and the games and all that sort of stuff. Um, that was a very very fun uh, podcast to do. So check that out as well. Uh, of course, we discussed what we've we've been playing. Um, last week we did a podcast for the big CW crossover, for, that's on the uh, CW superheroes, so the Crisis on Earth X. Um, I listened to Geek Town today and you, you said you quite enjoyed it, David. Yes, yes, I did. I really like that. Um, I think it's the strongest crossover that, that they've done on uh, DC, those DC shows so far. Yeah. So. Cool. Uh, yeah, so me and, did, me and Robert did a podcast for that. Um, this week as well, following tradition tradition from last week, uh, when I reviewed uh, Nintendo's 2017, which includes the Nintendo Switch. This week I took um, took it to Xbox and reviewed their 2017, which includes, of course, like Microsoft, the Xbox One, the Xbox One X, all that kind of stuff. Um, another thing that I've written, and I'm not sure when when I'm going to release it, is I've written down. I, I did an article basically comparing the current like handheld options for for video games and telling you what's what's good and bad and for what reasons. So I have written that, so I can like talk about it. Uh, but I, I haven't quite exactly figured out when I'm going to release that. But it'll be within the next couple of weeks. So uh, check that out when I release that. Um, what else is there to talk about? Uh, the Walking Dead. We, we're doing the mid-season finale. Um, within the next couple of weeks as well, I'm going to be doing some of our, our Christmas stuff, um, which I plan on releasing. Uh, so that will be the mini podcast that I talked about a few weeks ago, which is um, reviews for a few games. Um, and I th- I've been thinking about what to do for like the week of Christmas, and I might review something like Die Hard or maybe some sort of Christmas themed <laughs> themed film I haven't uh, quite come up with what exactly to do yet but that's kind of an idea that I have um, if you've got any other ideas which, which films I, I could do then uh, just let us know um, yeah so that's the housekeeping for this week on to the episode in the wake of Daryl's attack on the sanctuary Negan again appeals to Eugene for advice not the greatest well a smart person to ask for advice but not the best person, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, acting on that advice and Eugene's promise of more bullets afterwards, the Savior is able to clear out the walkers and set out to take revenge on Rick's allies at Alexandria, the hilltop, and the kingdom. Rick, having uh, brought Jadis um, and the scavengers there, prepares to investigate, but are fired at by the Saviors protecting the building. The scavengers simply run away a bit like Gregory before with the... Uh, do you remember when he ran away from... Uh, the, the zombie next to Maggie. Yes. It just sort of reminded me of that. Uh, the scavengers abandon Rick, forcing him to escape on his own and slowly make his way to Alexandria. With the walkers cleared and a few guards, Eugene helps Gabriel and Dr. Carson. Uh, I actually forgot what he looked like because we hadn't seen him for so long, Dr. Carson. <laughs> yeah. And I think there was two of them. They were like brothers or something. And one of them... Yes, the, there what, was. The one, one that was, got thrown in the furnace, so I, I wasn't yeah. sure. But... Uh, he goes there, um, helps and to help uh, Gabriel and Dr. Carson escape the sanctuary to ease his own 
conscious, uh, though he recognises in Gabriel's state he is unlikely to survive the trip. So what did you think of the opening? Um, so, I mean, the, again, it comes back to the saviors. I, I, what are their purpose? You know, Rick spends all that time trying to go after them and get them to help. And the moment there's the first time of trouble, admittedly, he does, I think, yell retreat. But they'd already started running by that point. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm still not entirely sure what the purpose of having Jadis and the, and the scavengers I have to say, are. I fully agree with you. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> that, that I I don't I don't really get why they're there at the moment. Um, so uh, yeah, he, he that sort of abandons Rick. He then gets picked up by Carol and Jerry, doesn't he? And then they um, they drive away. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean, the the there's the other thing, of course, is we don't actually know how the uh, saviors got out yet exactly we kind of have an idea that it was probably eugene using music i think from what comes sort of later in the episode to to lure the walkers away and that seems to be how they got out but um so we don't really know that yet um and then him trying to clear his conscience at the end with helping gabriel gabriel and dr carson but that's not really going to do a huge amount of good I don't know. It's difficult to to determine which way Eugene's going to swing at this point. Um, Again, you'd have to ask Mr. Gimple. (laughs) Yeah, because he does seem to be, I mean, wrestling quite a lot with which sides he should help. He seems very much in Negan's camp, but then he does these little things to try and ease his conscience. So, I don't know. Yeah. Also, he says, Gabriel, I have the keys here for you, and then drops them on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Come on, just—he's sick. He's in the Hand bed. Don't, the don't, don't make him bend over and get the keys on the floor. Just <laughs> give them to him." Yeah. And um, I guess it's a Eugene character thing, but why is he whispering? All of the know. like top lieutenants, like Dwight and uh, Simon and Negan, they're all out of the building. He has no re- unless he doesn't know that. But I—I I don't know. I would have thought in a big building like that, especially when he's on the same floor as those people, he would—he would notice. Well, presumably there were guards and stuff around, and Maybe. you know he doesn't want other people hearing. Yeah, yeah, possibly. So that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Um, a slightly better Eugene scene. Still can't understand some stuff that he says, but you, we get the gist of what he's trying to do a bit more in this scene. So, yeah, a little bit better. Um, is there anything else in there? Yeah, Jadis running off with the scavengers again. I was just like, okay, I really hope that. It's weird because you want them to come back and resolve their story, but if they just went away and never came back, I also wouldn't mind. So it's yeah. like, yeah, okay, it's like yeah. the show's testing us or something. I, I just know. don't get the purpose of them right now because every time they go to them, they always seem to abandon, you know, or turn on them, and it just seems ridiculous. Yeah. So. Uh, but one of the saviors, uh, led by Simon, intercepts Carol and Jerry, uh, and then makes make a roadblock to stop the convoy um, of the hilltop soldiers. So they like push a tree down, uh, which Maggie notices and uh, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, I was too quite impressed with her in this episode. Sorry. Yes, too late, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, including Maggie and Jesus, uh, Simon shows them his prisoners, uh, and then, um. 
asserts that the hilltop will fall back under Negan's command. He kills one of the people in the back of the car, which, um, poor, poor Neil, the un- unnamed, named in the in memoriam, but not in the episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got his brains just blown out in the back of a car. Poor Neil. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we will remember him. Killed some random guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kills one of the people at the back of Maggie's car as punishment, like we said, he's nil, uh, and then lets, lets them go. When Maggie and her allies get back to the hilltop, she executes one of the saviors, prisoners, um, in retribution, and instructs the others to refortify the fence. So I think that's the guy that, like, said something before? Yeah, something? yeah, that, that, was, that was the guy that was being a dick, pretty much, throughout, and it was like, why the hell haven't they shot him yet? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, he was the one that I think he was the one that tried to break out, and he was the one that attacked uh, them on the road as well, and tried to run away on the road. So I, yeah, I I think exactly the right thing to do in that point. I really like Maggie. I think Maggie's a I great do. character. Yeah, so, great casting as well. Um, that's yeah. one of the show's really really strong parts is the casting. Yes, um, they've they've done that really well, uh, especially how incredibly accurate. Some I mean I know like. Some of them probably changed their hairstyles and whatnot, and Denai's got a, a uh, we're gonna whatever. But um, they've made the characters. Some of these characters look exactly like they do on the page. So yeah. Um. So what did you think of uh, Simon intercepting? Yeah, and, and whatnot? I, well, I, I adore Stephen Ogg. He's great. So it's always nice to see him on screen. Definitely. Uh, yeah. He's he's a really entertaining character. I I it's it's this whole sort of well, we don't want to do it, but look what you've made us do sort of thing. It's that almost sort of um, abusive husband kind of uh, excuse of, well, you, you know, you're the one making me do this, despite the fact that, you know, you're being a complete arse and they're trying to get away. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's that kind of um, attitude, but he does that really well in, in those scenes. And, you know, the casually kind of shooting the guy in the, in, in the back and, I, you know, I, I think it was it was a really nice little scene this played out, and uh, I was so happy when Maggie got back and shot that guy because I think that was exactly the right thing to do. Yeah, uh, yeah, I quite I quite like Simon. He's I, I can't remember him being in the comics, um, but he's he's a pretty good uh, what one of the better original editions is is what I'll say because we discussed the, with the last couple of weeks uh, some of the worst yeah. editions. Um, or additions, yeah. sorry, to the show, uh, but he's one of the one of the better choices. Um, in the in the comics, it's a bit more like it's sort of Dwight, um, Negan, a couple of other people. So like Sherry is is in there, and then it's like some other people. So they've sort of added some names to some other other people right. as well, which is yeah. is a pretty good uh, w- w- way to do it. Um, so they pulled Jerry out as well. Um, I was I was really concerned for Jerry at that point. I was like, no, not Jerry. Yeah, we we, we like Jerry. Um, we like Jerry a lot. I didn't think he necessarily would die, but it was a good sort of bit of tension, which is uh, stakes make always make a show better. And that was you never uh, know when, it, particularly in the in the mid season finale, you never know. But I'm I'm really glad that they didn't kill Jerry because I I love Jerry. He's a great character. Yeah, you never do quite know who's going to die on this show. No. So. <laughs> Uh, so I think we've discussed that scene, but I quite liked it. The uh, the scene with Simon yeah. and that, and Maggie's not really got. It's it's interesting because throughout the whole of this half season, she's had the control at the hilltop, and now she's in a situation where, like, if she gets out or tries something, then she'll probably just be shot. So, um, yeah. I think it was about time we had some more like 
controlling sort of saviors, like the the tough saviors that we've been used to sort of seeing. So yeah, uh, quite good to get back to that. Uh, the scene with her executing the guy I thought was a, a nice sort of show of power, and to to say to the others like you know, I mean business kind of thing. Uh, so, so that worked quite well as well. Um, another group of saviors led by Gavin goes to the kingdom and uh, subjugate all the kingdom residents that they can round up. Ezekiel uh, keeps himself hidden. Very smart, otherwise he probably would have been killed or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the saviors instruct the kingdom residents that they will be put um, into working to repair the sanctuary and that the saviors will be living in the kingdom until the sanctuary is repaired. Pretty standard deal. Mm. Uh, during this, Ezekiel creates a distraction that draws the saviour's attention long enough for him to knock out the remaining guards, or at least the ones that are sort of in his way. Yeah. Uh, letting the kingdom residents escape. Carol arrives. Uh, she, she is still in this show. Cause I saw yes. <laughs> it, uh, at some point at this in this episode, I was like, where where is Carol in this? We've seen like everyone else, but not much of Carol. Yeah. Uh, but Carol arrives as they flee to... An arranged meeting point, again another smart move, but as they try, uh, as she tries to get back into the kingdom, Ezekiel shuts and chains the doors, preventing her from coming in. Uh, Morgan, having survived the saviors uh, killing Rick's snipers at the sanctuary, arrives at the kingdom and can only watch unobserved as Gavin confronts Ezekiel, hasn't killed him yet, hasn't done anything yet, no. get a bit of a bit of a cliffhanger. Um... Which is interesting. It's interesting that you get a cliffhanger here, one that Morgan's involved in, because a lot of people still seem to think um, that like he's going to be leaving the show and going on to fear. Uh, but I, yeah. I said last week that that I don't. At least from what I've heard and read, that's not quite the case. It's just like a one episode thing, so we could quite right. easily just do it. Yeah, uh, and he's—I think he's already doing it now. So um, yes, he was—he was shooting like the the day that they announced it. He was on the set for *Fear the Walking Dead*. So yeah, and they don't—I don't think they film *Walking Dead* again until like May. Uh, yeah, I think they. Yeah, I think that's how that works because they film through like the summer, don't they? Yeah. Uh, so what do you think of Ezekiel's little uh, escape plan and stuff? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a little concerned about what's going to happen to him. There were some nice little bits in this scene, though. The uh, you, you got um, him setting off the distraction. I like the fact that it was it was um, the tiger's chain that he used to to chain the gate, and that's the thing he's been carrying around with him. Yeah, which I thought was quite cool. Uh, so that was that was really nice, and uh, you know he's he's trying to save his people again, which is good. And he managed they managed to get them all out, and he chains the gate so they can't chase him. And um, what why I'm not entirely sure. Well, I suppose he couldn't have chained the gate from the outside, so maybe that's why he stayed in. And if they've got him, maybe they won't go out after everybody else. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I yeah, I I, I wasn't one hundred percent sold on on exactly why he decided to stay, but I'm guessing it, it was to stop the rest of the saviors going after the people. Yeah, the king that protects his his kingdom. So yes. So that was good. Uh, yeah, I thought this was a, a, a good little scene. Um, what do you think of Gavin? Do you find him intimidating? Yeah, no, I I think Gavin's he's not as intimidating as uh, say Simon or Negan, but yeah. um, you know, he's I, I think he's somebody that could get brought down fairly easily if the right person goes after him. Yeah, but he plays he plays the front quite well. You know, he he puts on that front quite well. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and he was intimidating enough, I think, in that scene that uh, that that it worked well. So yeah, that, you've got like the the A tier, which is Negan, and you could probably put Simon in there as well, and then you've got like maybe the B tier with with Gavin, um, yeah, and maybe the. Who is the woman that uh, bumps into Dwight later and she like shoots his arm? She's popped up a few times, but I've not, I can't recall her name. No, not not sure of the yeah, name. She's sort of in the B tier as well. So, and then Eugene's in like the D tier. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I continue to like Ezekiel's character. I mean, I have done since I have always done basically from reading him in the book and seeing him on the show. I think he's been another example of. Someone who's been portrayed really well. Um, I know he's kind of quirky and Shakespearean, but that that's just his character. I rather so, like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I quite like it as well. Um, yeah, it's good to see some more Carol doing stuff and not debating whether she should or shouldn't do something. Um, again, like we said a few weeks ago when she met with uh, Henry and whatnot, we kind of kept saying, like, I hope she just stays as she is for a little while, and they, they seem to be doing that, at least at the moment. So, yeah. Uh, so I hope they can can continue to do that. Yeah. Uh, how do you think Morgan's going to do? Or do you think he's like going to actually do? Was was Morgan outside the uh, the kingdom, or was he, he was, in? Uh, was he inside? I he was quite on the other out. side of the fence from Ezekiel. That's all. I okay. I mean, my guess is maybe he's going to try and get in and rescue Ezekiel. Then I'm. I would assume yeah. that's probably where they're going with it. So. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, there's Gavin and the other two guys there. Um, yeah, and I mean, I yeah. think Morgan. I think Morgan could probably set something up to take them out. I would have thought. Yeah, and I think if you give Gavin enough of a distraction, Ezekiel can disarm him and kill him. Yeah, yeah. So maybe. maybe. They could, yeah, maybe they could do something there. Uh, but yeah, another pretty good good scene. Uh, meanwhile, Aaron and Enid, some of the characters I like as well. Want to try to make up uh, to Oceanside community, whose guns they took um, to fight the saviors, by bringing them a truck full of alcohol from a nearby brewery. Um, they stop near the community with the truck that night, but then uh, hear hear a noise and go out to investigate. Um, but unfortunately, they end up killing um, Nat Natina. Tina, I think it is, yeah. Yeah, uh, who is the, the grandmother to, to Oceanside, the, the one that we met before. Yeah, she's the leader of Oceanside as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they they sort of capture Enid and Aaron for, for doing that, of course. Um, she is a little bit, maybe she's a bit nervous. I know she's like younger than some of the other survivors and maybe she's not got quite as much um, field experience yeah. as like a, a Carl or, or somebody else. Yeah. Um, but she does kind of just walk around the truck and just shoot yeah <laughs> like it could yeah. have what if that was like rick or something um yeah i don't know but to be fair he, she was stood over him with like a pitchfork or something so you know <laughs> if it had been rick you would still be justified of shooting him i think yeah <laughs> yeah um but i quite like enid and, and aaron and i hope they maybe uh do a little bit of sort of relationship building here because yeah. little to enid's, enid's knowledge she's not going to be able to build a relationship with uh carl anymore unfortunately yeah. so um yes so there's that as well i mean what did you think yeah i mean i i this was a rubbish plan from the start because uh, <laughs> uh, you know sorry we took all your guns but here's some booze uh, he's not or in mourning and and wants to do something to try to but really really you're gonna you know you know that these people attack on site pretty much guys 
And yes. your solution to that is, uh, sorry, we took your guns. Here's some alcohol. I, yeah, I that was never going to end well. That is such a stupid idea. Um, yeah, I mean, and the sensible thing to do would be to maybe you know to take in two girls along. I mean, if he'd gone on his own, he would have been dead. Uh, maybe take Enid and somebody else. So and send one of them in on their own to kind kind of try and start a conversation. Uh, I think if so, I one mean, of them had I, I suppose to be sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I mean, I suppose they were attacked outside, so uh, you know, it's not entirely their fault. You mm-hmm. know, the, the, the group did come out and find them and decided to attack them, uh, but they were warned that that's what the Oceanside group do, so um. Yeah, and I'm not entirely sure how you get back from this, having killed their leader. So, and yeah. the grandmother of of, uh, and the, and the grandmother of of one of the other characters as well. So, I, I yeah, I don't know quite how you get back from that, but uh, that would be interesting to see. Hopefully, mm-hmm. they're okay. Hopefully, yeah. Um, she was in the in memoriam because I know she didn't get like shot in the head or whatever, but it appears she is dead. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So. But I think if Aaron or Enid had gone out first, it would have been a case of like one of them gets captured, and then we have a part like ten minutes of an episode where like one of them's at the at Oceanside, and you have to go there and sort all that out. And I would just prefer like they do it this way. Mm. Um, I mean, that could still happen. They could still take Aaron and Enid to uh, Oceanside and still do the same thing, but we will have to see how how they deal with them. Yeah. Um, see, I I would say that I don't think either of these going to die, but I don't really know about that anymore. Like, no, <laughs> no, yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, I hopefully Aaron's okay, but because um, I think he's more. I I mean, it's it's difficult because Enid was actually the one that shot um, uh, Nat Natila or Nat Natala or yeah, Natina, whatever her name is. Um, so yeah, I mean, Enid was the one that shot the grandmother. So. Um, you know, it really, and she was trying to kill Aaron, so they're justifiable in maybe killing both of them, the Oceanside people, possibly. But I I don't know. I don't know whether they'll go down that route, or I'm guessing not, because that's going to draw things out a bit. I'm sure they'll be there for another reason, maybe they can talk them around. The granddaughter did seem far, far more reasonable than the grandmother was. So... Maybe they can get somewhere with her that they wouldn't have been able to do with the grandmother. Possibly, yeah. We'll have to, so, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, yeah. Hopefully next episode. At Alexandria, Carl writes a note to his father. Did you notice the right? Did uh, Did you notice the way he wrote the second D? It's like a circle with a line coming off of it. I was like, okay, no, I don't I was... think that's quite how you draw how you write a D. But anyway, <laughs> um, I saw some other people talking about that as well. Yeah. He later prepares to take um, more food to Sadiq when suddenly Negan and many other saviors seize Alexandria's front gates while Dwight and a smaller uh, force ambush um, a roadblock of cars at its back entrance. Though Dwight pr- um, purposely makes it ineffective, Negan tells him due to his father's uh, failed plan that everything Alexandra has will belong to the saviors. As they only have a few minutes to comply with his demands. 
Carl speaks to Negan, offering his life in exchange for any violence he may want to cause against Alexandria. Pretty fair trade, and Carl knows that he's dying at this point, although yeah. the audience don't. Um, Carl speaks, I just read that. However, this is all a distraction to allow most of the residents to escape into sewers. Daryl, Michonne, Rosita, and Terra um, lead a small convoy of trucks slamming through the gates, uh slamming through the back gates and easily plowing through the roadblock. Negan orders his saviors to firebomb Alexandra with grenade launchers, uh, destroying many of the homes. Surprisingly accurate, considering they can't see where the buildings are. Carl <laughs> yeah. uh, continues to provide distractions with smoke bombs before following into the sewers, um, where we later find him. We'll talk about that later. Yes. Uh, so quite a lot happened here, but what did, what did you sort of like out of this? Um, I overall, I quite like this section. Yeah, the uh, Negan. We kind of knew Negan was going to show up at the gates because they showed it in the clip previously. Uh, for it was that was the bit that we saw last week at the uh, on on uh, when they showed the little trailer for it. Yeah. So we knew that Negan was going to show up. Um, I mean, uh, I I liked how i think chandler did a fantastic job actually in this episode i thought he was brilliant throughout I think this probably really... one of his best episodes definitely yeah i think yeah. it was really 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 strong the the conversation with negan i really liked where he's standing up and he's like going is is this the man you wanted to be you know that that sort of thing i thought was was lovely and really well done and and kind of pushes pushes back on negan in a way that nobody else really does uh, and you can sort of see Negan maybe a little thrown by it, which is, is kind of interesting. And um, I think uh, the way Carl takes control and like, you know, this is the plan. I'm in charge. We're doing it this way. And he's, he's very much his father's son at that point. Yeah. And he's throwing the smoke bombs out. And, uh, you know, they, they just does a really solid job, I think, throughout both both as Carl the character and as Chandler the actor, I think, you know, really, really good job with that. So that I, I really liked. Um, and, uh, yeah, as I say, I'm still a bit fuzzy on Sadiq at the moment because I'm not okay. entirely sure why he's there. But, uh, you know, I, and I, as I say, I hope he's not just there as a way that they could kill Carl. I'm hoping there is a bigger plot coming for him. Like, maybe he's connected to something else or, I, I don't know. But, yeah. Um, and uh, I think Dwight came across quite well in, in this, but uh, well, it's more kind of the following scene, I guess. But yeah, uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought that it's the fact that like Carl and Negan's relationship, how it's developed, has been really interesting and really cool. And I think that Jeffrey and Chandler do an incredible job of portraying that. Um, and in the comics, this goes like even further, and they, they really develop. Um, quite the interesting relationship, really. Uh, mm. And again, like it's just a shame that we're not going to see that on the show because yeah. it's it's if you suddenly take Enid, like let's say Skonk Gibble says, okay, we're going to take Enid and give her Carl's story, and then you try to develop a relationship with um, Rick, Enid, or um, Enid and Negan, it just doesn't work quite the same way. In no. terms of the other stuff, Carl does maybe it could work with Enid. Uh, the other thing I was kind of thinking of is what about if they do have a bit a bit further of a time jump and they recast Judith to be basically Carl's age 
Um, and then she can kind of maybe do some of that stuff. Yeah, um, the other the other kid in the show, of course, is the little kid that follows Carol around. Yeah, uh, I mean, because you've got Henry. You've, you've got, <laughs> so you've got Enid, um, Gracie the baby, Judith, um, Maggie's baby. Whenever, yeah, it whenever it grows. <laughs> yeah. Um, and am I forgetting someone? Henry? Did I mention him? They're, they're yes, sort of right. young characters that you could, you know, jump forward in time and make those like more teenage type characters. Um, yeah. I mean, you've got a bit of a difference where you've got like Enid's the oldest and Henry's slightly younger, then Judith's slightly younger, and then Maggie's baby hasn't even started growing yeah. yet. So, uh, but they could could do maybe something interesting there. But yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, the stuff between Negan and Carla is really really good here. Um. Well, so what do you think of the whole like bombs in Alexandria? Well, I mean, I. I think it's it's quite a major thing getting rid of that Alexandria set. Not that we haven't, yeah. We, I mean, we've not really seen it much this season, anyway. Yeah. Um, but to, to you know, it is essentially their home, or has been for the last few seasons. So to destroy that set, which is what they have done, I think is is quite a major thing for them. Um, you know, and I mean, it was a very savior thing to do. I think. Uh, like you say, incredibly good aim, considering they couldn't really see what they were firing at. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, and and he did. I mean, to be fair, they didn't get all the houses, and he does say go blow up the rest of the houses when they actually get in. So yeah. Um, and Negan points out the uh, the solar panels. He's like, I would have liked them, but we, we yeah, yeah. Them up, so yeah, they would have been useful. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, I I I think um, saviors be saviors, and. Uh, I, I think, you know, that was inevitable once they got out that something bad was going to happen to Alexandria. Yeah. I like the fact that when Carl's walking around, he's like, still cares about his hat. And he's trying to keep trying to yeah, pick it up yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, who, who's going to wear the hat now? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but that, maybe that's a sign of who gets the storyline. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whoever gets, because they can't get rid of it. I, I don't think. Um, no. Enid. Just wears the hat, I think, yeah, in memory maybe. of Carl or something. Um, I think we've talked about that. Down the road, Daryl and the others set up an ambush for the saviors that they um know are following. They are following. When the saviors pass, a firefight breaks out and Dwight joins in. Most of the saviors are killed. However, one of um, the saviors sees Dwight's treachery because um, he kills like eight of the saviors. He yeah, just yeah. like shoots them all down. Um. And escapes before they um, can stop. Dwight, knowing he can't go back to the sanctuary, stays with Daryl and the others as they return to the sewers. However, Michonne is concerned about Carl and remains um, on the surface to uh, return the, to the community. Uh, Rick arrives at the same time. It took him a long time to get back to Alexandria in this episode. He's driving for like half the episode. Yeah. Uh, Rick arrives at the same time looking for his family and has a brutal confrontation with Negan. This was really good, uh, yeah. this fight with Negan. Before escaping himself, Michonne takes Rick to the sewers when they find uh, the Alexandrians surviving as well as Sadiq. Waiting in hiding, Carl reveals that he has been bitten by a walker on his uh, abandonment while he had been leading Sadiq back to Alexandria. Shocked, Rick and Michonne 
breakdown. End of episode, end of half season, and the end of... Not quite the end of Carl, we'll see him next episode. But. <laughs> yes. Um, so, I guess we should talk about this uh, ambush thing from Daryl first, because that's like the first thing yeah. that came up. I thought this was, was kind of cool. It's a bit more It's a bit more war. It's what the, the subtitle for the season is, so yeah. you need yeah. to sort of do it. Um... I thought it was quite cool, like Dwight shooting down multiple people, but then mm. trying to be stealthy about it didn't quite work. Yeah, yeah, but he's no. he's almost like hiding in and just like shooting as a you know, yeah, as an Alexandrian. There's sort of there there is a point in that firefight where he's got to decide which side he's he's definitely you know going to be on, and he you know whether he's going to reveal himself you know because it's risky because if what happens you know what does actually eventually happen happens he is it means his cover's blown so it was a risky move but you know was the right thing for him to do i i'm i like what they're doing with white he he is slowly trying trying to call claw back some form of redemption and i do truly believe that he is on the side of the alexandrians and you know the alliance group not on the side of the saviors at this point so um you know, I, I do like what they're doing with that character. That's going to be interesting moving forward, particularly between Dwight and Daryl and seeing how they were, how they get on. I do rather like the fact that Daryl walked up and literally ripped the jacket, jacket back off him, like the <laughs> waistcoat. I thought yeah. that was nice. So, uh, so he's got his waistcoat back, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought that little sequence worked really well and, um, you know, showed, Dwight in a pretty good light, I would say. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a bit too obvious with Daryl dropping the sm- smoke bomb. Like he yeah. just trucks it in the. Well, yeah, I know. I think, the... but, but they did sort of cover that because I think the yeah. you know she was like because when they were driving up, she was going, "This isn't right. This is a trap or whatever." And Dwight was going, "I just want to see it," and pushing the car forward, knowing that it was a trap, and tried to make sure that it's it's in the kill zone. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I that I thought was, uh, I, I think they covered that. You know, I mean, yes, it was obvious, but I think they covered it because mm-hmm. it was really Dwight that was pushing it, and that's because he's trying to help them out. So. Yeah, one thing we forgot to—I forgot to write down for this at the start of the episode was when um, Rosita and Terra are trying to pack some of the, the stuff away, and in like, <laughs> quite a nice comical moment, um, Rosita is just packing the stuff on top of Terra. I thought that was that was quite nice yeah. and funny. So yeah. I just wanted to it add that in nice. as well. Yes, it was it was quite a nice little yeah. moment. That Terra's one of my favorite characters in this show. Yeah. I think. Yes, um, she is really nice. Another good original addition as well. Yeah, because she's not yeah. in the book. Okay. Um. So th- there's a scene as well with like Michonne stabbing the guy, um, right in the in yeah. the eye as well, yeah. Yeah. and then just chopping him up on the ground. I thought was was kind of cool. Um, this fight between Rick and Negan, I thought was really yes. good. That was, yeah, I think that was the best scene of of this episode. Yeah, I mean it's. I think like everybody else, we wanted to see a bit more of it, but I think that is more of a taste of things to come. Because yeah. I suspect that that throwdown will happen again in a longer form somewhere along the line, but um, I thought that was really nicely done, and uh, you know, Rick actually getting his hand on it, and it's the first time we've really seen Negan go at it as well, because quite often he's sending other people to do it, you know, yeah. um, 
it's it's very rare we actually see Negan in a dangerous position. You know, we've had this and we've had sort of when he's almost kind of confronted by Shiva when that the invasion goes wrong of Alexandria the first time. Uh-huh. So um so yeah, I thought this was quite nice because it does show Negan can actually throw down when he really needs to. So um so yeah, I that was that was good and the the whole sequence I think worked really well there. I would I could have watched a bit more of that but you know I think they're just teasing it. Mhm. It's a good teaser though. Um Yeah. I thought good it was the best, the best scene um of the episode. Did did you notice you know when um Rick sort of gets knocked back and he picks up that that part of a bell or whatever it was and knocks Negan back and then um Negan says something but you can't hear it. Apparently he said um like don't you touch her. I think he's talking about Lucille. Yeah. Yeah. But in the episode it sounds like a load of garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I didn't catch, I didn't catch what he actually said. But yes, yeah. apparently he said, "Don't you touch her," which, uh, yeah, as uh, as I think they were saying on uh, Talking Dead afterwards, you know, that it would be nice to know a bit more about who Lucille was because that clearly was a person. Which, if you've read the comic books, it it was, you know, uh, yeah. the, that is explained in the comic book. Um, so I think we're on to the final scene, which is Carl revealing his bites and the fact that the Alexandrians are in the sewers. Yes, yeah. I mean, I, it, this is... Uh, if you point a couple of things out, it's the fact that last okay. week I did say that... First, I, I did say that this will probably end... I'm sure I said this last week. It will probably end with Negan getting the upper hand. And I said there was a suspiciously large number of shots of Carl, suspiciously large number of shots of Carl in the preview stuff that I'd seen. So I didn't think he was going to make it and proved right on both points. I'd just like to say. Yes, I'll, so, I'll back you up on that. You, you yeah. did say that. So, so, uh, so yeah, I, but I mean, uh, I, I thought, it was i actually didn't have a problem with him having having this bite uh you know i regardless of of all the stuff that is possibly going on behind the scenes um from from a story point of view yes it it takes it very different direction to what comic books are um as you know i've read some of the comic books i'm not as far along as you guys you know you and like chris are but um for me as a story point it doesn't uh, that that doesn't really concern me it gives an interesting addition uh, you know to i mean i i don't think it's going to send rick spiraling out of control because he's still got um he's still got michonne uh technically he's kind of still got judith which it isn't his child but is his child and by the way she Uh, shouldn't be playing next to a great big lake no, no, no. I, you know, I had exactly the same thought when, when they left it. They, they, she was playing by that lake and they just walked off and left her. I was like, no, no. I mean, I know there are zombies around and you're not worried about zombies, but drowning? Really? Yeah, she could just <laughs> what like. What sort of parenting slip. is that? That's horrendous. <laughs> yeah. No, I had exactly the same thought when I saw that. But yes. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I actually, the, the, the whole bite thing. I, I I don't know. I mean, I wasn't necessarily expecting it. Well, because when he was writing the note and stuff earlier on, I thought oh, maybe he's, it, it, you know, I, I thought it was maybe some form of depression or, you know, he was he was thinking about running away. I, I honestly okay. didn't tweak that maybe he was dying or, you know, because I, I didn't make the connection that he'd been bitten because I was, I, I've got so used to 
at this point them just killing people not having this long protracted death thing from a bite um so i forget that you can get bitten and then wander around for the next kind of you know couple of days or weeks or whatever before you actually drop dead so um so i hadn't i just hadn't made that mental connection at the time um as a death, it do, the, the fact that they've done it in this way doesn't actually bother me because it's not it's not a death we see all that often on The Walking Dead. You know, we've had a few people die like this, but not that many. Mm-hmm. So, so that doesn't actually concern me. It is um, funny how the same thing happened to Laurie Holden, and she had the same type of death. Yeah, well, yes. Did no? Didn't Laurie get? She was bitten by. I can't remember. Yeah, because uh, the governor killed um, Miles. Was his name Mil- Milton? Um, yeah, the the scientist that he had, and he left him locked in the. He stabbed him and left him oh, yeah, locked in the was, room with Andrea. Yeah, she was. Yeah, and she was yeah. trying to get out of that chair that she was tied in, which she had like four hours to do, and she didn't. <laughs> um, yeah. And then Milton just got up and bit her. So, yeah. um, diff- different kind of circumstances, but it was kind of the yeah. same end result. Um, like the reveal of the bite and stuff. Um, but there you go. Um, I I I don't quite know what else to say. Like it's just going to be really weird. Um, having things like this. Yeah, I mean, I I understand from your point of view if this is a you know be, because it is a huge departure from the books. This so if you know what the storyline is coming in the books that. You know, because although they've departed a bit, this is this is a major like left turn from from what the books were doing. So, uh, yeah. Mm, I, yeah, I mean, I, I I get where you're coming from from that, but for for somebody that hasn't read that storyline yet in the comics, um, I it doesn't seem that weird to me. It it doesn't feel out of place to me. So, okay. So you know, I yeah, I I don't know. Uh, and they've they've not used Carl that much this season, either. I mean, he's he's been in odd episodes, but they've not actually used him all that much at the moment. Uh, and uh, they've uh, they've given him a really strong episode to. I mean, I know he's going to be in the next one, but I mean, they gave him this episode, which is very strong throughout. So it was uh, it was a really solid piece of work from Chandler. So um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what he goes on and does next. You yep. know, and, and how they eventually kill him. Yeah. So how, how do you think he'll he'll actually die? Um, I do wonder if he ends up trying to sacrifice himself to save somebody else. Yeah. Because he already knows he's dying anyway. Um. Or infecting somebody else, or I don't know. Can he do that yet? Can he like I, bite someone? And I don't know if it would. I don't know. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it will work yet. But um, I'm not sure. Yeah. I do wonder if he's got some sort of plan. Hmm. He's formulated. There are. There were, uh, but before all the like news of him getting fired came out, there was a lot of theories of like, oh, maybe this is like a Last of Us or Z Nation thing where Carl is the the one immune and stuff and i'm like i've got some bad news he's like been fired and they've finished filming this stuff um so that's that's that would have been kind of interesting i think if it was like oh we're all like you know sad that carl's gonna die and he's he's immune but unfortunately it's all been finished now so 
There we yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, I, I think adding a character in that's immune at this point would be a sign that they're going to wrap the show up to mm-hmm. me. Because I think that's something you would do as a way of finding a cure for it. So if if an immune character ever pops up, I think you're probably in the last season or last couple of seasons. <laughs> so maybe I mean, like that was the that's the plot of of Z Nation, but they've had like four four seasons already. Well, y- yes, but Z Nation's a very silly show, <laughs> right? Right. And this season they haven't quite exactly stuck to the plot, but they've been a bit more like silly and weird and fun. But anyway, um. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll we'll see how Carl goes. Uh, I was going to say next week, but in February. Yeah. Okay, on to the feedback this week. The emails. You can email us entertainmenttalk at hotmail.com or twdetalk at hotmail.com. Either of those work. Or you can contact us through the, the website page and stuff or Facebook or Twitter, whichever works best for you, or email. Uh, so Jake says, what a shame, Carl plays, plays such a big role in the comics and it's going to be simply weird. Um, I know we've discussed this at, at length already, but uh, to to me it is it is going to be weird. Um, I know, because I sort of sat yesterday and thought about all the stuff that like Carl does in the comic and like, sure they could give it to somebody else, but... Whether it's going to work as well, we have to wait and see. We have to wait and see what Gimple and AMC have planned. Um, but I think we kind of already talked about yeah. sort of that stuff. So. Because you, there, there is the there is the problem that you don't get Rick going Carl. anymore. <laughs> Carl. 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 You're not going to get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Hopefully he does it one more time in, in the next episode. Carl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, m- many a meme has gone round on on the internet over the last eight years. So, yes, yeah, <laughs> especially ones including you know when Rick is sort of breaking down when Laurie's he's realised Laurie is dying, and yeah. there's pff, probably hundreds of different ones you can look up. Yes, yes, yeah, quite a few. Um, surprisingly funny, yeah. funny for such a sad scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, there are some great <laughs> like Carl's just killed his mum. Rick is breaking down, and everybody's sad, but. The internet finds a way yes. to laugh. So yeah, there you go. Absolutely strange. Hannah says, "Really like the Negan and Rick fight, but does Rick always have to be injured at the start of every fight?" Best part <laughs> of the episode, though, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I think we could agree with you there. It's almost a way. I don't know why they do that. It happened. Yeah, it's not in like the... he's Superman, you know? <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but I do notice that, like. At the start of these types of fights, he gets hit once, and then he's, like, holding his chest, or his, like, waist or whatever, um, and then he's, like, just walking around really sort of injured-like. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of writing thing that, that they do. Uh, but I think I agree with you, Hannah, the best uh, scene in the episode. What did you think was the best scene in the episode? I, I would probably agree. I think that fight scene was particularly good. Although I, I am quite fond just... I mean, not action-wise, but just that dialogue scene between uh, Carl and Negan, I thought was really nice when he was stood on top of the wall. Yeah. I thought that was that was a really lovely bit of acting between both those guys. Um, but uh, but yeah, for for a sort of more actiony scene, I think the the fight sequence I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. uh, I think we could agree with that. Michael says so. The group is going to hide in the sewers and do what exactly? That's a question. 
Yes, let Alexandra get blown to hell? That's another question. And again, with the ridiculous Eugene stuff and his mumbling talking, another question. Yeah. It's becoming an actual problem. I think I, I kind of am starting to agree, to agree with that. Uh, even Dr. Carson seemed confused, he says. Uh, really, Eugene? You're going to really, Eugene. You're going to drop the keys on the floor so poor we can sit Gabriel has to go and pick them up. So rude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's start off with the first question. What 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 do you feel like the group's plan is? Because surely they can't just. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe you, maybe you do some sort of guerrilla tactics. You know, because you can if you can hang out in the sewers. Um. And uh, pop up. You're either going to hide out there and see if they abandon Alexandria, or you can, if they're going to stay there, it does give you the opportunity to be able to pop out at night and maybe take out some of the saviors because they might not have realized that the sewer system is available to them. So, yeah, I mean, that's another question tied in is, is one of the saviors going to find the sewers? Yeah. Yeah. And if so, what, what happens with that? Like, yeah. I don't know, but it was just weird that everyone's like retreating to the sewers. Um, it seems yeah, like it, part of some kind of plan. I mean, they all went down there. Yeah, so I'm assuming they've got some idea of what they're going to do next. But, um, you know, that, that I'm, I, I'm assuming there was, if the place is attacked, this is the escape plan. So, um, hmm, we'll see. But... Yeah, I mean, you know, I have no idea where they're gonna, what they're gonna do next. Yeah, I really don't know because unless it is just hang around in the sewers and attack, take off the saviors one by one if they're gonna stay around in Alexandria. But otherwise, I don't know. Um, yeah, you'd have to again. You'd have to ask Mister Gimple. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's the next question here? Uh, what's with the ridiculous Eugene stuff and his mumbling? Yeah, well, we, we talked a lot about that last week. Yeah. I, I would yeah. like them to tone it down a little bit because it is getting a bit ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, cause it, and it is getting mumbly as well. So it would be good if... I know he has this unique way of talking and it's kind of cutesy, but I, I, I would like them just to, to tone it down a little bit. So Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a... There's a scene in this episode where Daryl's talking to Michonne, and Daryl's not a clear speaker either, but you can hear him clearer in this episode than what you can with Eugene. Yeah, uh, well, that's that's kind of because Daryl's usually talking, you know, says exactly what he means, whereas Eugene talks a lot of gibberish. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully they can sort of sort that out next season. Yeah. Uh, and Dr. Carson is hoping the same thing as well. Um, yeah. And the, the dropping and the, the keys on the floor, we kind yeah, of we talked, about that, yeah. talked about that. Um, that's just the thing where I'm like, okay, well, why would you do that? <laughs> uh, Chase says, really, Gimple? Really? You're sacking Chandler? Um, so this is a bit more of a negative email. The future star of your show, someone please fire this stupid man. There's an exclamation mark in there. Um, what more well, can, I mean, can we say? I don't know. I, yeah. Uh, if 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 it happened the way that they seem to be saying it happened, or <clears throat> um, the stories are coming out, it happened. That sucks. Um, I I mean, I don't I don't want to entirely blame Gimbal for it because it it could be a case of he was lent on very heavily to reduce costs, and that seemed like a way he could do it. 
Um, but see, that I, just ties back to the budget. Like, if you're going to yeah, yeah, but... do The Walking Dead, you shouldn't have to be thinking of ways to reduce the budget. You should be thinking of ways to raise it. Um, yes, but not when you're dealing with AMC, and yeah. you are in the process of suing them. So you know, yeah, two people are, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, it's, uh, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's not. It, it's an odd choice, I think. Um, as I say, from a from a story point of view, not knowing that that had what that's what had happened, I didn't have a I, I didn't have a huge issue with Chandler going if if Chandler was actually fired um and it was a monetary thing that sucks but we I mean you know regardless of what stories are out there we don't 100% know exactly what happened so yeah um you know the there were rumors and things flying around I, I you know unless chandler has actually come out and said this sucks i was fired but i can't imagine he'd do that because you know we'll, but we'll see yeah mind you the, some of the other cast members have done that previously but they you know once they're off the show so yeah um but yeah it's just it's just strange so um yeah. michelle the final email says whilst this was a better episode than all the episodes Apart from the premiere, so I think she means the other six episodes. Yeah. It still had flaws. Nevertheless, why can't we get more episodes like this and the premiere? I agree with that. Um, I remember early in the season when someone emailed in about the premiere episodes and the finales being clearly better episodes. And this still seems to be the case. I am seeing not aware that these are also the ones that are doing notably worse in ratings. And I haven't really brought up the ratings in recent weeks because it's... I don't know. It just I, mm. I haven't. I mean, but they have been dropping. Yeah, and and I mean that again. That comes back to budget, though. I yes. mean, you know that that is that is an issue. If the ratings are dropping, and we've said that, uh, yeah, when we talked about the lawsuit earlier on, there is, you know, um, if if you're putting a business head on this, if your ratings go, if the ratings for the show are going down, they may <coughs> need to look at cutting cutting the budget back. You know, it isn't that much as we really love the show. If not enough people are watching it, it doesn't make as much money. And if it doesn't make as much money, they've got to look at ways of cutting back. That's just the nature of what it is. So, um, you know, you can't plow even more money into it. If it's going to make a loss for them. Now we've had to go a bit at AMC, but at the end of the day, they're not going to put something on air if it doesn't make them money. And unfortunately, that is the nature of the TV industry. They yeah. make, you know, particularly if you know they they put shows on air to make money. That's that's the point. So it's a strange case though, where Kirkman's suing them for not giving him that for them not giving him money, and they're always like saying, "Oh, we have like budget problems and budget problems." Something does yeah. something does not right. Yeah, no, I mean, I I would very much be on the side of the production team, I think, because I'm inclined to believe them more than I am inclined to believe AMC, because, as I say, AMC have, has a history of doing this. Um, but if the ratings are going down, which they have been... Yeah. You know, and, and that's not... all tied together, you know, like... You know, 
Yeah, there, there are there Sorry. are correlations. There are correlations be, between it, and I mean, I think overall this season has been a much stronger season than last season. You know, we had the kind of shopping shocking opener, but there was a lot of treading water last season compared to I, I think generally as a whole this season's been a lot stronger. Um, I would yeah. I probably agree that the first and last episodes are better, but then I think the first and last episodes are always going to be better because you're you're starting something you want to kick off with a splash and you want to end with a you know a big shock particularly on a mid-season finale so they're they're always going to do that that's the nature of every tv show i think you want you want to kick off well to keep the interest up and you want a final episode that's gonna want people for it to come back yeah Uh, i mean like it's a case of okay, if you haven't got the the money to do the episodes as efficiently as people want, then less people watch the show. Therefore, the ratings go down. Therefore, you don't get as much money because not as many people yeah. are watching, and you need that to happen. Therefore, you can't pay people enough money like Chandler and Darabont and uh, Kirkman and everyone like that. I mean, in in the sense of the Kirkman story, if it had just been him that had come out. And said they haven't paid me as much money, and maybe somebody, some of the other production staff said like, "Oh, that's like not the case." Then it would look a bit yeah, better. But it's the case of everybody. like, yeah, yeah, Gail and um, Gail and Heard and Kirkman and um, is it Nicotero as well is involved with that? Uh, I can't remember. It may have been, yeah, yeah. So it's just yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I I know what you mean. I mean I. I think yeah they are probably right. But in, I think the but... I think the question this all leads to is how can they make this better? What can, yeah. what can they do about this? I mean I I think um one of the things I would like to see them do is reduce the number of characters somehow. I'd, I you know I maybe you go that. on a yeah. mass killing spree and and kill off a lot of the the characters and get them down to a smaller core group because we've had a lot of people floating around and uh, a lot of them will be paid, I suspect, quite a lot for still being characters on the show. Yeah, I have to imagine. But, uh, you know, because they've been on since, like, earlier seasons, but they're not, they're being underutilized. So that would maybe, you know, there may be a way of, of killing off a bunch of people and actually getting it down to a smaller core group again. Yeah. That might make sense. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you as well, like, what would have to happen on this show? Not necessarily behind the scenes stuff, but on the show that we watch. What would have to happen for you to like lose interest? Um, because it's not impossible for that to happen. Like, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I think they would have to go somewhere completely preposterous. I think for me to to completely lose interest in it. Um. I I don't know. It would have to be some ridiculous storyline that makes no sense whatsoever uh, for for me to to and just it, it would be that jump the shark moment for me. Okay. What about something um, like killing off Rick or something? Not necessarily. No. I mean, uh, I think Rick is a is a strong character, and but I do think the show could maybe survive without him. Um, as I say, there are too many characters as it is. But a yeah. lot of it is focused around Rick. Uh, ironically, I think what 
getting rid of Chandler does is it, it makes it much more difficult to get rid of Rick though, because I think those were, although Chandler's been underused, he was the like apparent sort of heir apparent to, to Rick's character as as the lead. Oh yeah, he's supposed to be like the, the passing the torch character, really. Yeah. Um. So it makes it much more difficult to to get rid of Rick. But then I think maybe that they wouldn't do that until the final season anyway, or yeah. probably the final episode. So. Because the only person, opinion I haven't seen on on this uh, Carl stuff is Andrew Lincoln's. Because he must be pretty close. I mean, they're all pretty close. I would have thought together, so, yeah. but uh, like the this the son and father of the show, the actors must be pretty close. Mm. Um, I well, I think everybody's pretty close on that yeah. show from everything we've seen. So yeah. Uh, for me, if they did kill off like Rick or something, then I'd have to like question my interest. Maybe just because that would be if it's the case of if they did that after Carl um, and then it's like there's no more apart from Judith there's no more like main Grimes lead characters yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to make like I was going to try and make a comparison between like this and 24 if they killed off Jack but it's a bit more of a case of this is more of an ensemble than 24 yeah um, so I, I don't know um, but I'd just say sort of in conclusion that something needs to change with what's going on, something needs to change with the show. Um, they need to obviously sort out the budget in some sort of way. That's <laughs> yeah. that's a clear, clear problem. Um, the amount of lawsuits and money that's not money that's not going to the right places or the right things, or how yeah. if AMC are holding on to too much money, or yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I think we said about everything that we we want to on this podcast. Yeah. Um, we we will still come back and do do the second half of the season. Yes, uh, and I'll, I'll still watch it and that, uh, which is February twenty sixth. I think we'll be back on the twenty eighth. That's the Wednesday of that week, and it's also the yeah. last day of the month. Um, but until then, you can go on entertainmenttalk.org to check out all the rest of the content and see what we think of other things, uh, which there are many a post of of other things as well. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Um, you can join the Facebook group. Um, a little update as well, what I did. If you go on the schedule coming soon on Amazon Affiliate, there's a little sort of section where you can like send us emails. There's also a part on the right-hand side of the website near where the widgets are. Um, where you can subscribe through email. So if you don't if you don't have like Facebook and Twitter and stuff and you do use email, um, that's a good way to do that as well. Uh, you just, you literally just type in your email and press send, uh, and then you'll get updates that way. Um, so if you have any like other comments and stuff, um, the schedule coming soon in Amazon Affiliate is the best way to do that. It's got the, all the links that you need for all that kind of stuff, and it's got the email sort of comment box as well. So um, go and go and use that if you need to. Uh, you can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Patreon. Um, I'm aware, by the way, of the changes that happened to Patreon. Um, well, I'm aware that there's been changes. I haven't quite looked into what they've been yet, and I understand it's quite important that I, I do so. I just haven't quite done that yet, so um, I need to go ahead and look into that. Um, have you heard about some of this stuff? No, it's like that I they're charging extra for people or, or whatever. So I need to look oh. into that. Yeah. Uh, you can find David on GeekTown.co.uk. Yes, vote, in, vote in the Geek, Geek Town Awards as well, which is still running until the end of December. So uh, yeah, and we've got big prizes, like 750 quid <laughs> prize going at the moment. So uh, so go on to uh, that's uh, geektown.co.uk forward slash awards for that and go cool. and vote. 
Yeah, I've left, I've left a link in the description the last couple of weeks, so I'll leave cool. it in there this week. Um, yeah, I think we've told you about everything we need to. So until next time, we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.